This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. Joining me today for episode 357, the eighth annual official episode of I Read Comic Books, three sides of an impossible coin, Paul Jaceley. That's Judge Jaceley to you, creep. <laughs> Danny. I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> and our good friend, Kate Lamphere. Hello. Thank you all for joining me this week. Thank you all three of you. Thank you to everyone who's broadcasting and hanging out with us live right now. Thank you for the technical difficulties. YouTube, I I guess I had to press a button or something, or I copy and pasted wrong. I don't know. I don't know how to use computers. It's only my day job. Uh, but we're here today to talk about comic books. This is and celebrate all things I read comic books. But before I get into that, I have two announcements to make. One, at the end of this episode, we're going to be answering some questions from Twitch and YouTube, so make sure you stick around to get your questions answered. You could ask them during the show, but chances are we're going to miss them. So make sure to save all of your questions. We're going to stop the things, and then we're, we're going to keep broadcasting, but the folks that are listening at home, you're listening to the post-recorded and edited version of this episode. Sorry you missed out. Um, so make sure you, to stick around at the end here. Everyone else, you know, you know, do that. Uh, but in a, the last thing I want to do is I want to say, uh, give a shout out to all the incredible people over at Comixology who were let go this week. It is an incredibly sad day to know that the death knell of digital comics was basically struck this week. Uh, a lot of really, really good people lost their jobs, and it's super unfortunate because I know that they were giving their heart and soul to a very, very rough, tough industry um, that was pushing back at them. And yet, despite all of the hardships and everything, everybody pushing back against them, um, they were still giving it their all, and they were let go because of overhiring. You know, we can we can talk about that all day. Um, but yeah, I'm really sorry to hear to say that that most of them or many of them were let go today or this past week. So. <sighs> yeah, anyways, hopefully things will not get worse. Things will only get better um, because we're going to talk about comic books, which is the thing that we do every week on this show. And uh, so if this is your first episode or your 357th episode, welcome. Um, I have two legally mandated questions that I have to ask, and that is how have you been? How have comic books been? <sighs> Let's start with you, Paul. Uh, hey, Mike. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I For those watching, I, I don't live in prison. I'm not broadcasting from, from Folsom. Just I have a very... <laughs> sparsely decorated bedroom so uh you can see my buddy batman hanging out my bed over there so um i'm doing well i've read a bunch of comics some i wanted to talk about here on the show one i read a while ago but i wanted to talk about it on the show so i waited and waited till i was back on an episode to talk about uh judge dread complete case files volume 11 uh this of course collects the judge dread stories from 2008 prog's 523 to 570, and that spans 1987 to 88, or if you're in Mega City 1, the years 2109 to 2110. Because <laughs> the Judge Dredd timeline, it lines up, right? It, like, there's yep. a there's a parallel, right? Okay. okay. It happens in real time. So the first Judge Dredd story is set in the year 2099. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love reading this stuff. Those who listen to the show regularly know I regularly talk about these judge right complete case files because they're super fun um this volume again was written by john wagner and alan grant a whole variety of artists including some young and upcomers you might recognize liam sharp uh bernie mccarthy steve dillon etc it's kind of cool to see artists that are now legends you know getting their early start in 2080 working on judge dread and this volume in particular like really struck me because it's kind of like great to see how wagner and grant have grown the character of judge dread in the world of mega city one over the past 10 years. And like they realize what makes for a good dread story and they realize what they can do with the character. And they're not afraid to show that the judges are straight up fascists. Like some of my favorite stories in this volume are just the, the judges, 
the judges just like psychologically terrorizing the people of Mega City One and just like it's satire, but it's so close to what like really happens, you know, with with uh, police mm-hmm. states and what we see. It's like mm-hmm. that fine line of it being funny enough to laugh at it, but it also cuts pretty close to the bone sometimes. But um, <clears throat> what's also kind of cool is that the way that they're able to world build and call back to older stories. And there's a couple stories in this volume I wanted to uh, point to in particular that do that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, one story I did want to mention right off the bat is called Fairly Normal Man. And it's a straight up Superman parody. There's a superhero <laughs> arrives in Mega City One. He has fairly, uh, fairly normal. Let's say he's fairly cold breath, fairly hot vision. He's from a planet that exploded. <laughs> the only thing that can hurt him is fragments of his home world. And of course, sure. he, he like shows up and tells Dread, like, "Hey, you and the judges can handle traffic uh, violations and parking tickets. I'll take care of the rest of the crime in Mega City One, and it'll be fine." And of course, Dread's Perfect. like, "Well, vigilantism against the law. That's." 20 years in the ISO cubes right there. So he's got to take this guy down. <laughs> and um, the, my favorite thing is that the story ends with um, Dredd basically shooting this guy. Uh, and I can't remember what the name of his planet, but he shoots him with the the one material that'll kill him, the fragments of his home world. And he's like, how did you find it? It's mm-hmm. so rare. And Judge Dredd says, well, we, the judges have a whole stockpile of fragments from every exploded planet that land on earth, just in case something <laughs> like this ever happens. And it's the funniest. Right way to end that story uh so you've got i'm Santa- glad that your your two favorite things in the world came <laughs> together for a book you know just for you exactly yeah it, it spoke right to me does that mean that judge read red action comics and that's why they're ready <laughs> they might have yeah i'm sure there was there is a in a story in 2000 ad where they find copies of 2000 ad in mega city one so um my god <laughs> but it's funny because you get satire like that, but you, like I said, you also get the straight up sort of like political commentary. Uh, there's one story called Reasons to be Fearful where uh, a newscaster who uses his format to to have critical stories about the judges on TV begins having these like nightmarish visions while he's awake. Like he's been like having these strange visions and like he's being, being terrorized by his brain. And it turns out the judges are using a fear amplification ray gun to give this guy wide awake nightmares. Uh, so he goes to a psychiatrist <laughs> and says, sure. uh, I'm having all these visions. And the psychiatrist says, well, this is your fear of being caught by the judges manifesting itself. And that judge is ob- that, um, psychiatrist, is obviously a judge undercover. And, uh, he then changes his tunes like, Oh, the judges aren't as bad as I thought, blah, blah, blah. So, and stuff like that. <laughs> There's also another story about the judges having to stop a pro-democracy march. And again, it's like textbook subversion. They have plants in the crowd telling people that it's a waste to, to um, you know, to march peacefully for democracy. They find mm-hmm. dirt on all the organizers and all that stuff. So it's, it's not as fantastical as a fear amplification ray, but it's still like a that type of story. And what's fascinating in that story, the chief judge tells Judge Dredd that Democracy is the greatest threat to Mega City One since the Apocalypse War. That's the last thing the judges want is the people to actually have a vote. And he tells the judge, Dredd, like, you get to write the laws on this one. You get to do whatever you need to stop it. It's kind of a chilling moment in retrospect. And um, Mm -hmm. I I know I'm going on. I just also want to mention that the last half of this volume is a 26-part mega epic called Oz, which might be my favorite Judge Dredd story I've ever read. Uh, it involves Chopper, who's a sky surfer that Dredd arrested a couple volumes ago. He escapes the mm-hmm. ISO chamber and he flies his flying surfboard from Mega City One to Australia to compete in a Super Surf 10 race. Uh, 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dredd is in Australia investigating a group of uh, rogue judges that were also cloned from Judge Fargo, just like Dredd was. Uh, and it's crazy. It's like a wild story. And it speaks to what Wagner and Grant are able to do with Mega City mm-hmm. 1 and tell like it's a huge story. Like there are chapters where Dredd doesn't even appear, but it's still a Judge Dredd story because it's set in this world. Right. And it's about these themes. And apparently the ending of Oz, the decision that Dredd makes caused a creative rift between Wagner and Grant. And they kind of like split up and they never worked together on Dredd again. Like they killed, they kept writing Dredd, but separately not together anymore. So it's kind of like an interesting way to kind of see the character actually change very, very slowly in a very small way. And that causes the creators kind of like say like, well, I wouldn't do that. So let's go our separate ways. So Hmm. Oh, long story short, this is one of the best volumes of Judge Dredd I've read. I, 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 I think it, it, it's very fun to read it from the beginning all the way through. But if you want to jump in, that Oz story is fantastic. I would highly recommend volume 11 of the complete case files. The question I have for you, Paul, is are there any giant tyrannosauruses that <laughs> happen to feature themselves in the middle of the story? Because that to me really adds the cherry on top of a Judge Dredd story. So, so here's the thing. What, what's funny is like, because you read, you're referring to the story that takes place in volume two, which is basically yes, Jurassic yes. Park. They find out that someone cloned yeah. dinosaurs in amusement park. In this volume, there's a story about an amusement park uh, and all of the robots. It's like a violent music <laughs> park. You can go to the amusement park and like of course. play out like war stories or old West stories. It's all very violent focused. It's called right. Kill Craze. And every all the robots in there go nuts. So it's basically Westworld, which is another Michael Crichton story. So it's like they keep going back to the well. <laughs> what do these Judge guys Dredd have stories. against Michael Crichton? Right. <laughs> every time Paul talks about Dr. Dredd, I feel like I want to read it, but it's the same hesitation I had as to starting One Piece because there's right. so much, right? And it's been yeah. for so long, which it, they're kind of, I mean, I think similar timelines. Maybe, no, probably Dread is a no, lot older. I, no, no, One Piece started Yeah, Dread's probably 90s. a lot older, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like it's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Kate, I guess before we do- make this into a Judge Dread podcast, I guess, how are you? <laughs> how have comic books been? What have you been reading? I'm good. I'm just trying to keep on top of the comics that I get from Hoopla and the comics that I get from the library and mm-hmm. comics that I own. Like, it's the same story every episode. Right. Right. Um, this episode, I wanted to read Two Graves number three. Um, the writer is Genevieve Valentine. The artist is Ming Doyle. Colors by Lee Lowridge and letters by Aditya Budakar. And I've said this before, but I read so many trades that reading in single issues is like starting and pausing a movie. So then I keep rereading the previous issues before reading the next issue. And then I have that tension of pausing again. And it just repeats like a month later, right? Um, The world building in this book is so interesting. Like there are death, there's death and reapers and life forces, but then the the protagonist is somehow still like a new and dangerous like like power of some kind. She's hmm. traveling with this this man who's some kind of reaper, but it's not clear how she got involved with him or why he's protecting her. And like each issue provides more details for the questions that haven't been answered yet. It's it's a really interesting story. <laughs> um, and, but yeah. like if I can't read in trade at least like this is how i want my single issues to be like i'm left mm-hmm. with questions but like questions are getting like a little bit filled in or i'm getting more details um so this is a really good book to read in singles but i'm also really excited to read it once it's all out <laughs> 
So you're you're already planning a reread for this yeah. book, even though you're digging it month to month. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Interesting. I, I read the first issue of this and I was kind of just like, I was okay on it. So it's yeah. interesting to hear that it it continues to like be interesting because I liked the mystery. I liked the premise of it, but it didn't like hook me and made me think like I need to get this second issue. Um so yeah, I I man, Kate, I hate you do this every time, I swear. <laughs> every time, I'm like, you know, I was just in the middle on that book, and then someone describes it, and I go, okay, I guess I got to go back and reread yeah. that. What an idiot I was for not continuing it. I, I did want to mention that there are also like these these prose, uh, like written out, not illustrated epilogues that are by different people each issue. Um, but the, these epilogues are all relevant to the topic of like death or grief. And this epilogue mm. in issue three um, is by Stephanie Lai, and it's about cemeteries in Australia. And it's got like the history of like the colonialism versus like indigenous traditions. Um, and it's really interesting. And mm. I know that a lot of comic book readers don't don't like prose in their comics. Sometimes I do not like prose in my comics. <laughs> I was going to say, one of them is on this episode right now. <laughs> but the, the epilogues are definitely worth the read, and they're not very long. Um, so yeah. if you do read this book, don't skip the epilogues. It, they're really interesting. And I feel like they add to the story. Like they give it, like they contextualize it. Not that this fantasy story is going to be existing in like the real world, but these epilogues do like they are real they are relevant to the real world and they kind of contextualize the story to like how it's relevant to us so danny you have to read this prose is what kate's saying yeah so absolutely i guess i'll, I'll take a picture and then have siri read it read it to me <laughs> perfect perfect well speaking of danny um how are you how have comic books been what have you been reading uh mike i'm doing well and before i get into what i'm reading uh i've been struggling because on the 18th my shonen jump membership uh, I guess that's when it renews, but I guess because of the price increase, they ha I have to resubscribe. So I've been struggling mm. to resub. Like I was gonna read more One Piece this weekend, and for some reason you have to do it on either your iPad or your phone or whatever. And I've been trying to do yeah. it. Like I've been trying different payment methods. I'm telling you, I, I promise I have three dollars to give you, Shonen Jump. You <laughs> just have to allow me to give them to you. I'll get on the phone oh. with Mr. Viz or whoever I need to and, and make sure that we get that sort of I'll reach out directly to Oda. Like, listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, luckily I have American comics to read uh, right, while, right. while I get that uh, taken care of. One of those was uh, Batman One Bad Day, Bane Number One. Uh, this is written by Joshua Williamson with art by Howard Porter, uh, colors by Tommy Murray, and letters by Steve Wands. This is the last Vengeance of Bane. Uh, so DC's been doing these little one shots uh, for Batman mm -hmm. One Bad Day where they just get like this fantastic team of creators and they keep talking about like each one of the rogues, like different rogues, eight different rogues are going to be total. Uh, so this one's about Bane. Uh, in this one, Bane broke the bat and he's one of the only villains to ever truly vanquish the Dark Knight. Uh, go check out your 90s comics for that story. Uh, but is that all he's ever accomplished? Uh, so... In this story, he's a washed-up wrestler in the future, and he's trying to source... Um, there's a new source of venom in the world, so he wants to destroy that and shut it down because he knows the harm uh, that venom can do. So it's, it's really interesting um, just that Bane now has is at this point in his life where he knows venom is so dangerous to, to be made that he wants to get rid of it, uh, and he's going to need Batman's help for that, which is really, really cool. Like, I just thought it was a really interesting pairing. 
Um, I, I gotta say, I was I was hesitant about Porter on the art because I I love his stuff on the Flash, and but Bane's a way different character. Yeah, but yeah, as yeah. soon as I saw a spread of Bane as a wrestler in Porter style, I was like, oh, this is gonna work. He's just like this massive, uh, like dude. It's it just it just really really works. Um, so it, it's really cool because in the story. Bane wrestles a guy dressed as Batman every night, pretty much. That's how we kick things <laughs> off. Uh, okay, hold on. Are these one bad day one shots just like a bunch of fantasy? I, I don't understand what's going on here. I, I think this is just fanfic for those people. Like, for every every creative team, they're <laughs> yeah. just like, give us Finally. your... Yeah, yeah. And it's okay, black okay. label, so, like, it doesn't matter. Oh, and the, and the continuity so there's, there's of things, they can do whatever they want. everywhere, you know, regular yeah. stuff in a, in a black label book, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting to see Batman and Bane working together. They have a complicated history because Bane broke uh, Batman's back. He also killed Alfred more recently in the Tom King run. Hey, hey, yeah. whoa, spoilers. Whoa, whoa, hey. Listen, if you got past the wedding and didn't keep reading, that's your problem, all right? Right, right. I mean, it's retconned, right, at this point. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. well, he's still dead so far. So. Still dead. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. This DC's finally sticking to one thing. But, but yeah, these one bad day one shots, I, I, I think I really enjoyed every single one of them. Uh, we got a couple more. I think there's like three or four more left. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that stuff. This was cool. this was great. Obviously, you can imagine, Danny. As soon as I opened up the issue and saw it was Bane as a luchador fighting a guy dressed like Batman in a wrestling ring. I was like, this was made for me. <laughs> they did it. So uh, it's super fun. Paul's trying to find, find more ways to buy this book, right? <laughs> and like you said, <laughs> there like, were five I know... covers. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I only got the one. Darn. Um, well, like you said, like I know Howard Porter's art from his work on JLA in the nineties. So in my mind, it looks like that, like sort of like more of a clean traditional superhero kind of look. And I like that he's like leaned into the more exaggerated, you know, angular aspect of his artwork. Like it's, it's a little bit yeah. more abstract and it really fits, especially for the wrestling sequences. It looks amazing in this book. Yeah. There's a, there's some body kind of horror type of stuff in this book too, which really works. Yeah. Like, it was it was every every time I turned the page I was like Howard Porter I'm sorry I doubted that you know you being on this book at all. Cool. Well, I guess for me, uh, I I've been doing all right. Been very busy. Um, I hung out with a guy last night who was dating my wife's friend, uh, and he wore those toe only shoes. Uh, where like, and I I I saw them. And I couldn't believe it. I'd never heard of anybody actually wearing them. I thought it was just an Instagram ad prank. Turns out that it's a real thing and someone wears them. So you ordered a pair for yourself. Well, I <laughs> was I was going to get to that, Paul. Thank okay. you for spoiling it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did in uh, live so everybody could watch. On right, camera. right, right. Uh, no, I, I, I could barely walk around on like nice comfy shoes, let alone shoes that make me feel like I'm in touch with like the entire earth at the same, you know, the moment I walk around. <laughs> but no, I did read some comics. I managed, I'm still reading through Strontium Dog. Um, those books are very dense. I mean, Paul, I don't know how you're reading through all these case files of Judge Dredd, but those British guys in 2000 AD, they write some dense comic books. And I know they have to because it's eight pages and that's how much of a story you get. But holy crap. Uh, Strontium Dog is amazing. I love it. I absolutely cannot get enough of it. However, I can only read it at like 40 or 50 pages at a time because then my brain has to like digest all of the food that I just put into it. Um, the series is super cool. It's about a mutant, so it's right up your alley, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's how Graham pitched it to me. He sent me an email. Yeah. Anybody can send me an email, by the way, ircbpodcast at gmail.com with some comic book recs. And I can almost guarantee that I will read at least one of the books you recommend. Um, but I'm gonna give an honest review, so it better be cool. good. I'll just say that. But I did read another book uh called Above Snakes. This is volume one. I think it's the only volume. This is by Sean Lewis on writing, um, art and colors by Hayden Sherman with letters by Hassan Otsmani Elhow, our, our best friend in image comic books lettering, as far as I'm concerned. Um I don't know how this book flew under the radar for me but uh it it's a hayden sherman book who i love you know ever since i read wasted space sorry to those of you who read wasted space on my recommendation (laughs) just gonna just put that out there blanket apology (laughs) um but no hayden sherman does a fantastic job in this book this is a western story um the synopsis that image gives us is you know dirt is a man seeking vengeance for his murdered wife with nothing but a vulture Vulture to prod him on. Above Snakes is a fast and furious explosion of Western tropes and American vengeance that explores where our rage can take us. And I think that's a pretty apt synopsis for what this book is. There's a guy named Dirt, and he's talking to an imaginary question mark um, Vulture, and he's out to basically kill the people that killed his wife, wives, you know, like or killed his wife. And as much as that is a an overly used trope, and it's this idea, you know, basically the premise of the book is a humongous fridge. Um, I do think that Lewis and Sherman do a great job of capturing what makes a good Western story. Um, and I feel like the book overall has a wonderful look. Like, and I will say, if you didn't like the the art on Wasted Space, then this is only like a half step closer to what I think most people would expect to be like your average American modern comic. Um, but I do think Sherman does a fantastic job um, with the colors of capturing the a lot of emotion and depth of the characters. Um, there's a lot of chaos in the drawings, but I feel like it's way more cohesive than that of Wasted Space. And even Thumbs, if you read that book, that's also Sean Lewis and, and Hayden Sherman working together, um, which I thought was a much more chaotic book compared to this one. Um, the comparison aside, though, I, I do think that this book really, really looks gorgeous. And the one thing I want to shout out about this book is Otsmani Elhau shines in this book with some of the most interesting, like non-traditional lettering choices to highlight words and bubbles and different things throughout the series or this this five issue series. Um, I was really just blown away by some of the interesting choices that he made just to make something stand out. Like some of the just even the words laid out in the bubbles are really curious and non non-standard and it makes you really focus on the emphasis that's given inside of that word bubble i think very few comics actually manage to take the lettering and do something super super interesting like i can count on like one hand the number of books that have memorable letters in them this is definitely going up there as one of those books i think like department of truth is another one that's way 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 out there um but yeah this one i, I really think it's it was impressive um what hassan was able to do with this book he even got a a uh, a variant cover that is just a huge exploration in his lettering um, mm-hmm. that I saw in the back of the collected edition of this. So I really think if you're looking for a Western book, you're, you would dig this. So check this book out. It's called Above Snakes. Highly recommend it. It's, it's, it was a lot right. of fun. Cool. And Mike, if you want to read more Sean Lewis, he's also writing King Spawn. Just throwing it out there. If you want. Right. If, if, if that's your bag, um, it's not mine. <laughs> not going to pick it up. Uh <laughs> But yeah, let's let's keep talking about comic books. I guess let's jump back over to Paul. What else have you been reading? Um, I picked this up on a whim um, at the shop recently, and I really dug it. It's the first two issues of Pink Lemonade uh, from Oni Press. It's written by Nick Cagnetti with letters, who also does the art and coloring, letters by Francois Vignault. Um, 
originally this was published back in 2019, and then the series was picked up by Oni, who republished these first two issues, and then has published four more issues since then that are new. And this is, I don't know how to describe it other than just say, go pick it up and look at it, because it's one of the most fun, colorful (laughs) comics I've seen in a while. It's like, it feels like an all ages book, but it also is a really smart sort of meta narrative satire of superhero media in general. So the title Mm -hmm. character uh, is a woman named Pink Lemonade. She doesn't remember who she is, where she came from, what her real name is. There's a name someone gives her. Um, But she has like a cool motorcycle helmet and a cool motorcycle that she's really good at riding. And she just wants to ride her motorcycle and have fun and be nice to people. And that's all she wants. Um, So, of course, things don't go smoothly for her. Um, She ends up sort of falling into a movie set. Um, and getting noticed by the director or the producer of the movie who wants to turn her into a superhero. And at that point, it becomes kind of a commentary on, you know, IP as it's used. The idea like, oh, you have to have a grim and gritty superhero. It has to be marketable, blah, blah, blah. You can't just be an altruistic person that just wants to help people and have, you know, be bright and shiny, you know, and positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When she goes onto the movie set, she runs into a character named Ron Radical. And like... He's basically a parody of every image like character. So the second issue has like a the back page is like like a spoof of like a toy ad. That's all these ni- extreme '90s characters and stuff. So the producer cool. of the movie tries to like make Pink Lemonade into that. Um, yeah, there's a lot more into it that I don't want to get into. I think it's it's a very fun book. It, it feels kind of all ages at the same time being sort of like smart and satirical. Um, it reminds me a lot of the original run of Madman that Mike Allred did in terms of the art style mm. and the pacing of the story, like things are just happening and it's kind of have to roll with the punches, you know? Um, and there's also a, like I said, that meta narrative satirical aspect. It feels very influenced by the Flex Mentallo story in Morrison's uh, Doom Patrol. Interesting. There's a whole point where Pink Lemonade is having these dreams. And it turns out the person she sees in her dreams is also controlling things behind the scenes so it becomes like this story of like who's controlling who like where did she originally come from is she just a fictional character that's in the real world i really enjoyed it i like i said picked these up on a whim i'm gonna have to track down the next four issues because there's six issues out right now it looks like the trade is due to come out in july i highly recommend it if you want something that feels a little bit different and not your standard typical superhero fare pink lemonade's where it's at cool I, I was going to make the joke that I thought this was part of uh, the the Radiant Black universe, <laughs> uh, but I forgot sure. that there was a Radiant Pink book that came out, so maybe they yeah. wouldn't do two pink books. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we had Francois on the show a while back uh, to pr- promote another book that he was working on. I'm excited to see that he's working on another book through Oni. I think that he's got a very good relationship over there, so yeah. um, that's really, really exciting. Uh, well, I guess let's 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 move on to someone else. I guess, uh, uh, Kate, what, you, what else have you been reading? Yeah, I recently read a manga called Touring After the Apocalypse, Volume 1. It's by Sakai Saito. And I picked this up because the cover is really like wholesome looking. It looks like two girls on a motorcycle traveling through a city that maybe, you know, like society has collapsed or something. No big deal, whatever. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just going to ride my bike through an apocalypse. Don't worry. (laughs) Great time to have some fun. Uh, the main character does fit the like extroverted, excited manga girl archetype, but then her friend who looks like a human is like some kind of encyclopedic 
combat android, maybe? <laughs> um, at one point, they also run into a man who is like uploaded like a human person has been uploaded into the body of a robot so there's something going on here with like the backstory has like cybernetics um and robots and things like that um and at this point i feel like it's worth mentioning because this this was quite nice tokyo is flooded which was not nice but there are like penguins everywhere cool. um so that was very cute and adorable, and it kind of uh, lifted up the story a little bit because some like kind of sad things do happen. I mean, like this is set during the apocalypse, so there are like the remains of people's lives. Um, but those events, like when they find things, those are like kind of brief um, and sad rather than being traumatic or anything. It is mostly a story about two friends riding a motorcycle and and being excited about finding like a convention center or something. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and like as much as there are these little little hints of sadness here and there i really do like this book i like the combination of genres i like the characters like i like that this this like road trip genre like i've i've kind of been um drawn to these road trip like shows and and comics and manga um mm -hmm. since like you know early 2020 <laughs> I, oh, hmm. <laughs> for some reason why, why? <laughs> um volume two is expected has an expected publication date of march 21st and i've already checked and it's on uh on order from from my library so Sick. uh i've got a hold on that already <laughs> nice. nice i i would recommend another traveling book because the only one that i know that i have in my collection is crazy food truck except that like i think you would hate it because oh, no. it's like really fun and exciting in terms of like the world building but it's like overtly kind of pervy i don't know how else to describe it other than that like it's i don't know uh, and yet for some reason i keep buying it because i am well, a connoisseur of comic books uh <laughs> <laughs> well since i i read this and like googled it or like logged it in goodreads and then goodreads gave me recommendations based on it i have found other road trip manga that is maybe oh, not quite as sad so i'll probably be checking more of this genre out good good well i let us know if you find anything that's maybe not uh pervy uh, i realized that i misnumbered <laughs> everything in my in my notes here so like i'm totally lost danny do you have one more book you want to talk about really quick before i get to my final book yeah i have a couple more books but i did want to say so i wish i had heard this pitch for this manga so anyone on the discord i dropped a picture yesterday of a bunch of manga i picked up because i was a barnes and noble and like an absurd amount of manga like like not your normal amount of manga as far as a book buyer goes like i'm the type of person that goes yeah. and shops for a lot of comics and manga and you picked up way more than i would ever feel comfortable <laughs> yeah. leaving a barnes and noble with i picked up a few ongoing things uh uh but also i saw i i saw that that cover uh, that kate just showed earlier for this manga and i didn't pick it up uh because i already had too many things but i did re i do realize that i I accidentally bought another copy of Volume One of Death Note, so I'm gonna go return that, and I'm gonna trade it for this book. Swap it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I just wanted to check out a whole bunch of new manga, um, and having the volume, like I'm committed to reading it, uh, and not right. everything is from Shonen Jump or Viz, so like, the, unfortunately, I can't just get to the app, even if I can't get to the app right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I read uh this week we got the issue four of uh, the new Champion of Shazam. Uh, from DC Comics, so I read issues one through four. This is written by Josie Campbell with art and colors by Evan Doc Shaner, letters by Becca Carey. Uh, in this book, Mary Marble, who's struggling to find her identity outside of her family, 
um, is after her brother Billy sacrifices himself in something that I didn't read. Uh, he disappears uh, and everyone is left without powers. But then Billy sends a rabbit uh, with, to, to Mary to give her powers uh, because she is now the new champion of Shazam. Classic story. Oh. Uh, it yeah, is classic. It is now the year the the rabbit. Uh, happy lunar year for anybody that celebrates that. So, yeah, it all. DC has all of this mapped out years in advance. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, the the main one of the main reasons I picked this up is because Doc Shaner is doing the art. So that's like I'm gonna yeah. at least check yep. out uh, issue one. Um, it's a really fun, clean slate for Mary. Uh, even, you know, even with all the baggage of whatever happened to Shazam, that doesn't really affect the story as much, uh, other than the fact that you know that something happened, right? So, so I wanted to, I wanted to make sure to get back into that. Uh, and, and I wanted to see a bit more of like Mary just trying to go to college, trying to live a normal life. And then all the superhero kind of comes back calling and gets in the way of all that. Uh, Classic. And, and since it was only four issues, that was a big selling point for me too, because it's a very yeah. small commitment. Um, <laughs> I mean, Evan Shaner can only do like four issues, and then like the book never comes out again, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> unless unless Mitch Garrett is doing the other half of the book, right? So. Right. <laughs> I wanted to check this out. This sounds fantastic, but I missed the first issue, so I've been waiting for it to be collected to uh, jump in. So. Okay. Mm, well, yeah. I, I think you'll enjoy it. It does at the end set up some stuff for Last Year's Planet going forward, but I mean. Other than that, like you get a complete story about Mary Marvel and, and her family and everything that's going on. So that was really, cool. really cool. Uh, the other book I'll quickly touch on is uh, it's called White Savior Number One from Dark Horse Comics. Okay. Um, written by Scott Berman and art by Eric Wynn, colors by Yuan Yoko Triono. Uh, this is a samurai satire, of course, because of the, like if you look at the cover, you'll immediately know kind of what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. An ancient prophecy foretold of an outsider that would save the peaceful village of Inoki from an unstoppable army. A man who would confuse the people at first with his unconventional ways but lead them to light. Nathan Guerin, captain of the United States Army known for his viciousness in battle on the American <laughs> frontier, could be that man if he weren't such an awful drunken idiot. It's, Wait, is this just like a direct parody of The Last Samurai? Is that what this is? That's that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. I was like, this is like if you take if you take Tom Cruise's Last Samurai movie, but if they uh-huh. had told the truth. Uh, that's right, what right. The, that's what this book is. Uh, it also it also feels like a Nisekai, like a different world story if you're a manga reader. Uh, sure. Once we get to meet the the main character, so once once we we meet um, our main character who's a, a history professor. Uh, then Todd, Todd Parker is his name. Then he's he's the one that kind of really the story is about. Uh, but it was a really interesting concept, and I just like I love checking out number ones about things that I know nothing about. Also, uh, Eric Wynn was an artist on the Old Man Logan series that uh, after Jeff Lemire and Sorrentino left, mm-hmm. um, and his art is magnificent for this kind of stuff. Like it, it just really it works is- for action sequences and battles and stuff like this. His so. art is insane. It 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 remind like I don't know if I love it or hate it. But like I'm so torn on it because like when it's when it's quiet moments, it's beautiful. But then when in the action scenes, yeah. it's like it's like scribbles. It's like you can feel the kinetic like yeah. kinetic action in the page. Uh, I like again. I'm torn on it. I'm so torn on it. Yeah. Um. So I really enjoyed uh the the first uh, issue, but I think it's gonna read a lot better collected. Um. Sure. Because the as opposed to some of the other things, like 
I, I just couldn't, like, I wanted the next issue. I, I had the same problem that Kate is having now checking out, uh, you know, monthly comic books that I just wanted the next issue. And unfortunately, uh, I couldn't. So I was like, I don't want to do that to myself. I'll just mm-hmm. wait till this is collected. But I really recommend this. Go check it out. I think it's just really, it's really fun stuff uh, without having to, like, dive into, like, superhero stuff. Um, but, yeah, that that's about it. Um, Mike, what else are you, have you been reading? Yeah, uh, so I'll I'll talk about one more book. I do want to say before I get into it, we've had we've got, we had like a lot of people watching this stream, which I'm very excited. But we have more people watching on Twitch than on YouTube. I don't know why. I mean, I just I'm confused. Uh, but thank you all for watching. We appreciate it. Um, remember, stay till the end of this episode. We're gonna do a Q and A. Um, that's only gonna be for folks that are watching live tonight. So make sure to stick around and have your questions answered. Uh, but I want to talk about one more book, which is Hitomi, uh, number one through three. This is written by H. S. Tak with art by Isabella Manzanti, uh, layouts by Nikata Bia. Uh, colors by Valentina Napolitino and letters by Rob Jones. And this is essentially a samurai revenge story with a minor twist. Uh, this was the top of my pile a few weeks back, but I missed issues two and three even coming out. I think I just forgot to click that subscribe button. And, um, so I went back and I reread issues one through three, and uh, I remember my complaint about this book when Image, like their synopsis on their website, pitched uh, this book as Kurosawa meets Tarantino, and it's like I sometimes hate that description, like when when it's like this director meets this director, like this is comic books. At least give me a comic book comparison, right? Like Stan Sakai, but it's more brutal would have been a better description, because um, that's what this book is, right? This is a really cool samurai book. Funny enough, though. Uh, this is a weirdly apt descript- description. Like, I'm actually kind of mad at how correct the description is of Kurosawa meets Tarantino, because it definitely is. It feels like a kind of edgy, real, true to, like, as true to life as possible samurai story. And I feel like uh, Tak does a really good job of trying to make sure that they're telling a story that feels, like, culturally sensitive and actually is telling things, but with a twist of... There is a Ronin who exists in this universe who is dark skin, um, and they're from Africa. That's kind of the implication in the story. But yeah, the the art in this book is fantastic. Um, I don't want to spoil it because I think this is probably going to be a really good trade when it finishes. Um, but yeah, like the art is unbelievably solid. There's like a boldness to all the lines and colors that makes the book really stand out when it comes to just action like medieval times-ish, you know, era uh, comic books, whether that's a fantasy European story or a story that takes place in Asia or whatever, way, way back in in these early ages where people were dressing in armor and carrying swords. Um, I think that this this creative team, especially on the art, does a fantastic job of just portraying a cool-looking comic in that era. Some of the storytelling, though, is okay. Like, my ratings for this book went up and down as I was reading. I went from, like, a four to a three to a five. And I think that the third issue issue really solidified for me that this is going to be a super cool book to read especially once it's all finished the the pacing is really solid but there are beats specifically in issue two where i felt like there needed to be a breather moment which is something that i i wish that more western comics would take their time with sometimes manga does this really well where there are moments where something happens and then there's just a beat it's an empty panel or it's like there's this thing where they'll like shrink panels or grow panels um, or even just showing the same frame or panel like multiple times in a row to show that a character is processing something um this book kind of suffered from that a little bit in the second issue but other than that i think this book is really cool it looks really good it feels like a super serious samurai story and i've lately been like really really into those been rereading yosagi yojimbo um and 
I just inflated the immortal and I'm just like, yeah, a more another take, another story in this era. It's really, really cool. So um, I think if you haven't checked this out, this is really cool. Otherwise, wait for the first trade when it comes out. I think this is going to be a super cool collection to have on your shelf. I don't know if you guys saw this or whatever, but I, I'll complain about or yell about it all day uh, if need be. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know about we, it. But I know, I looked, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, I think I was on the episode with you when you put it on the top of your pile. So yeah, uh, yeah. I also highly recommend this, but I'm also waiting for the trade on this one. So, um, But I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Paul, go ahead. I was going to say, I didn't, I don't remember hearing about it, but I just looked at the covers. If The, co- the covers are the same artists on the interiors too, I think. And yeah, it looks, yeah. Those covers are striking, so I'm going to have to drag this down. It looks amazing. Yeah, I swear, if you look at just the preview for, like, the first issue, you'll be hooked. I think, yeah, again, I could talk about (laughs) this book all day. Like, the artist, the art, the person that did the art for Six Sidekicks, the Trigger Keaton, whose name escapes me, I had it, and then I lost it. Very similar, like, like, inking styles, which is really crazy to say. And I really love the art style in the Six Sidekicks um, book. And I think if you like that style, you're really going to dig the style in this book as well. But Yeah, let's uh let's move on to our favorite topic of every episode, which is what's on the top of your pile. We're going to talk about books. If this is your first episode, we do this thing every week on I Read Comic Books where we talk about books that are new or old or just sitting on our shelves and we're finally getting around to, and now we want to talk about it. So let's dig into things. Um, what's on the top of your pile? Let's start with Kate. I am excited for a book called Tales of Carnival Row, and there are a whole lot of creators on this. So I, I dropped the... Danny's freaking out over here. If you can't see the video... <laughs> I, I'm just so happy that somebody else is excited about Carnival Row other than myself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I dropped the link to the publisher page in the show notes. So if you're on Patreon, you can look at our show notes um, and you can link to it there. Otherwise, I just found it on Google. So you could Google this. Um, It's an anthology. So thus all of the creators. This is a Kickstarter um, and my book arrived in the mail today. So like I was like, do I read this or do I wait? (laughs) Like, Do I rush and read it before we record? Um, This is uh, an anthology of stories and it's set in the world of the show Carnival Row. Um, And if you don't know about the show, it's it's like the star-crossed lovers story set in like an industrialized fantasy world. Um, Cara Delvine, the actress, plays an activist fae woman who's trying to save her culture and her people from invaders that are definitely some kind of like weaponized werewolf army. Um, and then Orlando Bloom plays a detective in a place that's called the Berg, which is the industrialized city. And he's the only detective willing to work with the Fae. Um, and he slowly like uncovers his mysterious parentage. It's a really good show. <laughs> Did this show get canceled, though? No. no. Okay. So okay. season two is about to release in like just a couple of weeks on Prime. Um, so this book is like really like the release is super well timed to have planned this like release. And the fact that like there's been like paper shortages and things like that so like the fact mm-hmm. that this even like made it like all out to its kickstarter supporters before season two was aired was like really good planning on someone's part um and like so season two airs in a couple of weeks but that's going to be the last season and i am bummed that it's ending but i'm at least like hopefully they knew that before they wrote the season so mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be a good well-planned ending and okay so so back to the book <laughs> I mean, I so I'll say I thought this was the Carnival show that was on HBO, and I was like, why would Kate oh. read a comic book? Okay, anyways, anyways, go ahead. I don't even know about that one. So, um, so flipping through this book, um, I haven't started it yet, but like, just the art looks beautiful. I recognize the characters, which in an ad- an adaptation like this, it's not an adaptation; it's an expansion. Anyway, um, like, there's always this threat 
of the characters not looking like the actors and like right. i it, they are artistic representations i mean they're not like like photo yeah, yeah. stills or anything but i recognize them i know who they are um, it's not salvador Larocca drawing han solo's face right is that <laughs> um and then the cover looks stunning there were actually two cover options and i was like this is the one this is i would frame this <laughs> um and just based on the titles of the stories, like on the contents page, I'm expecting that this book is going to like fill in subplots from season one that maybe they're not going to get to to season two where they won't have time to address. Or maybe I'll just be getting more details than somebody who's only watched the show. Either way, I'm really excited about this. This might happen like as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> um, and Dang. I I really like when a property that's in one type of media, like a TV show, expands into another type of media, like a comic book, um, because like we we see the opposite a lot, but we don't see it that that much used as right. like a world expanding option. Um, and I I just really like this. Like it allows for more stories. Uh, it allows for additional content or like things that would be impractical to stage for television. Um, and I just I I just like that. That somebody was like, we should make this book, and then it happened. <laughs> I mean, we, we say wow. this all the time on the show, but comic books, the best medium that there is to tell stories? Absolutely. Question yep, mark? <laughs> um, I had never heard of this show, but I can't believe that Orlando Bloom is in a TV show. So Yeah, it's great. They they have That's, so much chemistry on screen. It's they really wonderful. Do. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, Danny, what about you? What's on the top of your pile this week? Uh well, I just I want to do a quick shout out to Action Comics 1051 that's coming out this week. Um, mm. Usually, if we had recorded at our usual time, that would have been on the top of my pile. But uh, DC sent me a review copy, so I had to read it early so I could actually do the review in time. Uh, I see. So I, I, see. I pivoted. But it's really good. It's one of the first ones for the Donna DC. Anyways, uh, so I pivoted to a Marvel book. Uh, Sins of Sinister number one comes out this week. Uh, I think... If you follow me on social media, if you've heard me previously in the show, I am enjoying everything that Karen Gillan's doing. Uh, this is mm-hmm. the Karen Gillan event. Uh, art by Lucas Wernick, colors by Brian Valenza, and letters by Clint Cowles. This is the powers of Essex, which the fact that they went back and did a pun on their own uh, powers of X thing, like... Oh, it's... Oh, it's, <sighs> it's absurd. I'm so mad at Karen Gillan for this event. This whole event is making me mad, and I fucking love it <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh so you do have to read uh immortal x-men number 10 that came out this week i would think uh, at least read that one because it really yeah. sets up all the seeds but uh, it's the end of the world as we know it at least sinister feels fine it's so dope i love reading this because i almost i almost feel like karen gillen wrote this uh, synopsis uh but yeah the universe is melting x event begins here this is going to launch a whole bunch of books uh, that makes the Age of Apocalypse look like the X-Men the swimsuit special, which for you 90s kids, uh, right. that's probably, yeah, it's, it's real right up my wheelhouse. Uh, so, like I said, he's been, Karen Gillan's been doing uh, Immortal X-Men, which is one of my favorite events, uh, my, my one of my favorite series. He did the Judgment Day event, which I really, really enjoyed. Oh. oh my Danny, I'm right there with you, man. I feel like it's rare to have an event that actually spans beyond the X-Men and have it actually work, yeah. and yet it was this beautiful love letter to the Eternals, and yep. oh, it was so good. So good. Yep. So go check that out. But and and I really hope that 
uh, Mr. Sinister is as much fun to write and draw as he is to read. Because for the last few years, he's been one of my favorite characters to follow. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter who's writing them, they've been really nailing the voice. And just everything that makes him, like, a really interesting character. Because he's the worst. He really is the worst. (laughs) But you just can't help but to want to read more. So, uh, I'm excited for Sins of Sinister. And and then the, the plethora of books that are coming out of that. So, yeah. I, I just got to give a quick shout out to our friend Hugh who's hanging out with us on YouTube. They commented, all my Essex live in Texas. So just that's for you, Danny. That's for you. <laughs> uh, Paul, what's on the top of your pile? I mean, I'm excited for Sins of Sinister, but I let you have that one because I'm reading a different book. But uh, Paul, what's up with you? What's on the top of your pile? Well, I'm going to I'm going to bend the rules and have two books on top of my pile because one of which I thought was coming out this sorry what? sorry, uh, sorry. it's the sorry. annual things things <laughs> go crazy who are you Nick? it's true it's true <laughs> exactly. we're, listen we're 50 minutes into an episode man we can do anything on this That's week's right. episode it's fine most people will stop listening at this point so um they're done they, no one's even on the YouTube or Twitch anymore it's just us oh perfect <laughs> Um, well, this book I thought was coming out this past week. Um, my shop didn't get it, so but it looks like it's also solicited for next week. So hopefully I'm getting it at some point. It's Santo Sisters number three. I've talked about the Santo Sisters on the show before. It's mm-hmm. written and drawn by Greg and Fake from Floating World Comics. It's one of my favorite comics coming out right now. It's super fun, absurd. Um, the best way I can describe it is Archie Comics meets 90s Image. Um, the drawing style that Greg and Fake have, the printing that they do, the double offset color printing, it looks mm-hmm. like an Archie double digest when you look at it. But the Santos sisters, uh, the main characters, are basically like 90s Image superheroes. They're superpowers. They can fly, shoot energy beams, and carry giant laser guns. And it's like this brilliant satire of both that... It's like a true satire comes from a place, place of appreciation and respect and love for what they're satirizing. It's mm-hmm. it's a great comic, um, so I'm excited to finally read the third issue of that, which hopefully I'll be getting at my shop next week. The other book I wanted I, that I know for certain is coming out next week is Batman One Bad Day Catwoman number one. Uh, Danny and I already talked about the One Bad Day one shots. They're fantastic. Um, this one has the like bulletproof creative team of G. Willow Wilson writing it and Jamie McKelvey drawing it on a Catwoman story. In the words of Stan the Man, enough said. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't argue with that. Uh, I will say, Santos Sisters, before we we talk about Catwoman, I meant to say this and I didn't interrupt you. Santos Sisters, they were very kind and they allowed us to print a half-page spread ad in their comic. So if you want to see a really cool IRCB ad that is in the middle of a book and it looks beautiful, it's, they took this old, the old-style JLA logo that, that we have and printed it right in the book with our, our brand new catchphrase, which is, we're the best comic book podcast for regular comic fans, which is absolutely true, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they, it's a beautiful looking book. I get, they mailed a copy to me and it looks it looks gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I just want to point out that uh, Paul mentioned that he's sure that Catwoman's coming out this Tuesday. Ironically, this was supposed to be the December book for One Bad Day. Uh, and it got <laughs> delayed. Uh, uh-huh. But it is coming out Tuesday. But I just think it's really funny that, that we got two One Bad Days this month because of that delay. So anyways, sorry. Nice. sorry I just... 
No, that's all right. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's a Jamie McKelvey book. You know, sometimes it takes time, you know, or it's G. Willow Wilson. I don't actually know who the delays are. We always blame it on the artist, but sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it's the writer. We'll never know. We'll never know. Um, but okay, before I get into my top of my pile pick, I want to shout out some of the folks on our Discord. Um, they are, they're, a lot of them are watching tonight. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, and they, I, I sent a ping out to them before we started recording tonight to ask them what they're reading next. So we had a bunch of responses. Our friend Hugh is reading Saga number six. 61 this week. Jeff is reading Pluto Volume 2. Shout outs to Pluto. It's probably one of the best manga you can ever read. Uh, Hannah said they read uh, The Long Halloween. Kyle is reading Jiangxi X, which is a new uh, chapter that just dropped in the Shonen Jump app this week, which I'm very excited to read as well. Paul G is reading Immortal Sergeant Number 1. I read it last week. I have plenty of thoughts, Paul. Very much looking forward to your thoughts on that. And Matt is reading Star Wars Yoda Number 3. After the big discussion that we had in our Discord about who's even reading Star Wars comics anymore, Matt, I'm so surprised that you're continuing on this series. Let me know how bad it is. Um, oh, no. <laughs> um, for me, though, this week, I am excited to read Steel Streets, number one through four. Um, this is by Imadi Keen uh, from Superhero Comics. It's an independent publisher. Uh, they published online. I think you can buy physical copies of their books, but they're very expensive because they're very, very, very limited print. Um, a cousin, my cousin has been like digging through a bunch of indie creators works, finding people on Instagram and stuff as he's trying to create um, a comic. So shout out to my cousin, Jared, um, who's working on a really interesting comic right now that I just read through today. Um, but uh, he recommended this to me because he said it felt like old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I was like, hell yeah, I just finished reading Last Ronin. And so I grabbed all of these issues. I haven't sat down to read them, but from the previews and from the scroll at skimming that I looked through them, um, this really feels like comics with an X. Uh, it's very two-toned. Uh, it's styled stuff that reminds me of like the early days Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's got like a RoboCop slash Daredevil slash TMNT feel just in terms of the vibe and kind of like this um, sarcastic overall storytelling that it's doing um yeah the preview pages again makes it look really gritty with like a 90s era tone uh, i feel like it could be really really fun so i'm looking forward to digging into this just because you know check out indie creator stuff you never know for a couple of bucks you get some really beefy comic books i'll, I'll say digital wise at least um so yeah looking forward to reading that um but yeah, we're not going to do a break because this is a live episode. So I hope you're buckled in, okay? For those of you listening live, we usually do a break and we let our Discord people kind of just like shoot the shit with us. But not tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking about everything else that's I Read Comic Books. Um, just to let folks know what we've got coming up for the rest of the year and kind of just to reflect on the last year. That was just amazing. So I'm going to stop talking uh, for a second and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about what we have coming down the pipeline. Paul, what's happening on Patreon this year? Well, uh Patreon supporters know that last year we did a complete reread or read through of Grant Morrison's Batman run um, that was spearheaded by me and it had everyone else guest on it. It was a lot of fun. Better Batmobile is what we called it. Um, and we got a positive response. And look, with the Patreon shows, we can do what we want. And there's nothing I like more than talking about Batman on the Internet with all of you. So we decided to bring it back for a second season. That's right. A better Batmobile season two. Um, obviously, we reread all of Morrison's stuff, so I decided why not go back and read the material that inspired Morrison's run. If you know, those who listen to the show know that uh, Grant Morrison's run includes a lot of references to some obscure Batman stories, they treat their run like a complete sort of piece where every Batman story ever told is canonical. So I mm -hmm, wanted to go back mm -hmm. and kind of read some of the stories that influenced that or maybe some some deep cuts that maybe don't get talked about enough. We're going to kick that off, uh, I think, in March. 
The first episode is going to be covering my favorite Batman comic of all time, and I won't spoil it. Those might friends might know what it is, but it's one of my favorite comics of yeah. all time. Um, so I'm excited to do that. And again, it's going to be the same format. Uh, people jumping in and sometimes reading Batman stories for the first time and talking about them on the show there. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Paul sent out a doc that's got like all the comics that are gonna be covered for yeah. season two, which is ten episodes. We're gonna be releasing them every three months, so we've got a lot of stuff coming in for that. Um, and it's it's a crazy like array <laughs> of comic books that that inspired Morrison's run. So I'm I'm super pumped on that because I'm gonna be on the first episode just like last season. That's right. It's gonna be great. I I'm also very excited because. I love that you know in, in 2022 this is when I joined part of part of the IRCB. So mm-hmm. I unfortunately I missed getting the cutoff for like being part of that Better Batmobile season one, which I was like, right. can we do a zero issue or something like that? But <laughs> luckily, uh, Paul decided to renew. <laughs> Unlike mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. who's been canceling everything, Paul right. decided to renew a Better Batmobile. So I'm yeah. very excited for that as well later this year. Well, and honestly, Danny, yeah. having you on the show now, it makes me want to talk about Batman even more. So it's one of the reasons I want to do a second <laughs> season, just so I can have you on. So there you go. Yeah, by no means was this me <laughs> putting a new person on the show to to Mickey, you know, make Paul like work harder or anything. No, 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 no. no. I just wanted another person on the show, you know? Like, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to that. We've got a, a couple of other things coming down the line, like uh, I read or the ircb movie club that's coming up in february it's all animated movies we're still voting on what movie is going to be picked but it's like between akira and i know akira's on the list i, I can't the remember the spider verse into the spider verse and uh mask what's the, the last one paul mask of the phantasm like top three like these are banger movies and we somehow have to pick one of them to watch mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun um we've got another series that's going to be dropping on patreon called mike feeds you x-men which is where i do the thing that i love to do which is say i'm going to give you this x-men book you definitely don't need to read anything else to read it and then hand it to someone who has no idea what's going on and then we're going to talk about it as i go oh actually you needed to read this and you needed to know this and you actually need to that it's going to be uh, a wild ride and I, i'm looking forward to I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, I'm taking suggestions for which X-Men runs could potentially be in the running for that first episode, but we're going to do an episode of that. Maybe two, we'll see. Um, And then we've got another series or maybe a one-off and maybe a reoccurring thing um, that's going to be Kate and Renee's Manga Corner um, because of all the people on the show, uh, Kate and Renee, and we're probably going to pull Nick into this as well, uh, find some of the strangest manga ever and read it. Uh, And they've given me recommendations and every time I go, what even is this? And they go, it's really good, isn't it? And I'm like, cool. So we're going to do a show about that where I think they're either going to, they're probably going to pull some people on and talk about manga. It's going to be really fun over there. And of course, the the goal that we have for this year um, is we're trying to get to 50 patrons. And once we do, we're going to do the much fabled IRCB tabletop RPG game. We're probably going to play the Kieran Gillen based die RPG and maybe do a couple of episodes of that. So if you're not a subscriber, I mean, that's the big incentive, hopefully. And plus, we've got other things cooking, a couple of mystery shows that we might do. But we're looking to aim like to release one episode a month um, just to make Xander's life easier and to make our recording lives and schedules easier and stuff, because we're going to keep putting out the show but we're also going to put stuff out on patreon so that's going to be really really cool um uh, we've got some other changes i guess coming up with the goodreads and i'll just pitch this over to kate to talk about that because it's a state of a nation or something this is a big <laughs> thing i'm surprised we don't even have a presentation with a deck i should have made you guys you know put all that together for tonight but instead we didn't um but kate tell people what's happening with the goodreads this year let me just pull up my powerpoint here <laughs> yes yeah. uh, can you see my screen can yeah. you see my screen yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I am very excited about our Goodreads group. We passed a thousand members just a little while ago and we did a giveaway from our merch store. We're currently mm-hmm. at 1,043 members. So not only did we pass it, we flew past it. Dude, insane. It's very exciting. Um, we used to do these these book of the month where like everybody would we would vote on a book and we'd all talk about the same book um, and we kind of we weren't getting great responses on that so we've we've kind of segued into a theme of the month and yeah. members can pick their own books within the theme hopefully that well so far it really has like generated more responses people are picking up recommendations from other mm-hmm. folks um, there's people have really avoided spoilers and yet still contributed like I liked this book or this is why or this is what I want to read next because of this book, things like that. I'm really excited by it. Um, And then, of course, we always have a reading challenge every year. We don't have 2023s up yet, um, but we're going to move into that pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, if you're not in Goodreads, please get on Goodreads because I'd love to hear what you're reading. (laughs) Yeah, the, The reading challenge so far. So I've been collecting the list from everybody and we've got it like shared among the IRCB folks. And I've also been getting the folks from from Patreon. So shout out to the Patreon folks. If you haven't gotten me your uh, pick for this year, send it over. Um, but yeah, we're, we're taking selections for everyone and we're going to we're changing the rules a little bit different um, from what we did in previous years. But ultimately, we've got a, an incredible list of books that are coming in. And I'm really excited for this year's reading challenge. Um, I'm going to try to finish it this year. I'm going to try to finish it this year. I'm going to try to finish it this year. If I keep saying it over <laughs> and over, uh, it'll become a, a mantra for me every every morning when I wake up. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, a lot of really good books. And I know that the books that I did read from last year's challenge were amazing um, because it turns out we at IRCB have really good taste. And the people who are patrons of the show have really good taste. So just just heads up about that. I've read um, some great books that I never would have read because of the challenge. Seriously, that, yep. that is the thing that I love the most about that is getting recommendations from people that I never would have tried on my own had someone not just been hyped about that book. If if you ever don't know what comic book to read next, just go into the Goodreads group and look through the, <laughs> yeah. and, and look through the threads because I found some stuff that I'm like, where I didn't even know this was a book. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's it's really really cool. Like it, and there's a lot of really good discussion that uh, happens only there, which is also a very interesting phenomena overall. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, it, Goodreads is, is just so much fun. So I'm glad we look like the growth has been amazing. Yeah, I, I I can't express enough how cool it is to just to jump on Goodreads every once in a while. I know that I don't participate enough. We at IRCB realize we don't participate enough. <laughs> we're we're always trying to fix it. Uh, but it's 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 amazing to see the vast array of stuff that people are reading and what they're into because it's not just Marvel and DC right like everyone everyone knows Marvel and DC characters I think the thing that makes the Goodreads group so interesting is that it it is more than that people are always trying to reach outside of just that that those two huge boxes that we all know and we all love at the same time like and we don't not to knock the big two but there's so much more to comics than just marvel and dc and i feel like the goodreads group really really embodies that um and i always appreciate it always appreciate the recommendations over there um so yeah, I have a question in my notes that says, which IRCB viewership is the best YouTuber Twitch? And I never followed up on what that meant. Um, so I'm just curious. Right now, we've got six folks watching on YouTube, eight people on on Twitch. I'm going to say you're both amazing. And uh, thank you for, for watching. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess like this episode's going really long. Um, 
We've got a bunch of new merch, I'll say. Uh, for today, I, if you if you were a keen-eyed person, you maybe saw that our, our shop, we posted a bunch of new merch, um, kind of running with the big slogan of regular comic fan. You can buy a t-shirt right now that just says regular comic fan across the chest. Um, we've got it in we've got it in t-shirts, in sweaters, in crop tops, uh, whatever your comfort is, what you can buy. Um, and if, if there's something you want to see uh, that <laughs> we haven't made 100%, we will put it on a shirt or something like that for you. I also made some new joggers that say IRCB on them. Finally, finally. Finally, after many years of, of waiting, I can get my IRCB zip-up hoodie. I'm very excited to have that embroidered IRCB logo. Um, so, you know, go get your merch. Um, and I will say, if you go right now, I made a discount code that is good for 60 uses. Um, and it's IRCB2023. And that will give you 30% off any order that you want. Um, and so you can go buy stuff and get 30% off. That's more than our Patreon's folks are able to use um which is 20 percent. so make sure you go to use that at shop.ircbpodcast.com there's a link in the show notes um ircb2023 is the discount code go do that we, it would just be great i just want to get the merch out there really we're not making profit on this it's genuinely like smallest margin possible just to get the shipping and stuff like that handled um so yeah go do that at shop.ircbpodcast.com it's really really cool and you can also i was thinking about doing like monogrammed face stamps Ooh. on each of the t-shirts but <laughs> okay. I, i've you know well, with the with the cool thing that Flynn made for us, but uh, yeah, I, I I want a cutoff uh, jean vest with like IRCB on the back. I think that would look yeah, real cool. Yeah. Dude, I was so close to making that with a big like yeah, IRCB yeah, em, exactly. em, like emblazoned logo in the back. I'm, You'd have to cut it off yourself. Okay. But you one hundred, I could one hundred percent make a jean jacket uh, that says IRCB and a huge embroidered logo on the back. I'm thinking so something if that you guys yeah, want it. I want it to feel like the Warriors vibe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's. Uh, we're gonna go completely off off track now. <laughs> we're hanging out until we're done. Um. So for the longest time, I think folks that know me have known me for a really long time. Uh, know that I wanted to make like a gang style uniform, like from the Warriors. I saw the Warriors <laughs> and I was obsessed. I was like, I want to be a part of a gang like that. We don't necessarily have to take a baseball bat to someone's head or you know with planking bottles. Warriors. We're not. Yeah. We don't have to do that. But I do want to like have a style and be like, this is the IRCB look, and we can jump on the N train going down to Coney Island, and people be like, don't mess with them. That's the IRCB gang. <laughs> So, Danny, all I'm saying is you are you and I were thinking the same, and I appreciate that. I, so, um, yeah, thoughts, I, I thoughts. Think, I think anybody yeah. who watched the Warriors movie at a certain age, uh, that that there's a little bit something ingrained in their brain. Uh, so, yeah, I want I do want to do the, the glass bottle and like come read comic books in the train or something like that. You know, like fantastic. I mean, Paul, Kate, what are you, what are your yeah, thoughts? Would you dress course. up as part of the IRCB gang if we put together an outfit? That's all I'm asking. As long as it's cozy. Sorry, I'm baseball furies for life. Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> they got him, Danny. Come on. Oh. Uh, well, um, yeah, I, I have a lot more other notes. Is there anything you guys want to bring up before I get into my list of people that I want to thank for this year? Because it's been a big year for us, uh, 2022. 2023 is going to be even bigger, but still. Uh, I have been trying to increase the number of posts on Instagram in particular. So if you are not an Instagram follower, we're over there, and I try to post a few times a week. Um, and I, I think I'm mostly the only person that's that's on there. So if IRCB replies no. to you, it's me. It's Kate. <laughs> Be nice to Kate. <laughs> Please. <laughs> 
yeah i mean we we have been doing a lot of our like like social media stuff if you haven't if you're not following us on twitter and tiktok and instagram like i think we've really been putting out a lot of cool stuff danny's been like 100 percent on top of the trends with the show which i really appreciate that demon slayer video that you put out this right before today today's recording was um top tier i really really appreciated that um but yeah you, you and renee and kate you guys have been killing it as i've been taking a social media break for a little bit um and i know paul and carrie you guys are involved too but like you know you the three of them have really just been like crushing it constantly yeah 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 i would recommend like like if you guys want a little bit more content or if you're on your phone whatever go check out our youtube shorts go check out yeah. our tiktoks like we're trying to do interesting stuff we're trying to do recommendations from creators we're trying to pull clips from the show or expand on things yeah. like things we might have touched on an episode and just expand a little bit on that so if there's mm-hmm. anything you guys are interested in and us expanding leave us a comment and oh, we yeah. will try to work on any of that stuff. We have 60 seconds Danny, to do it, but I mean, we can... Danny's been putting Nick to work. He's just been like, hey, I got a topic. Give me some thoughts. And Nick's like, don't worry. I've already got yeah. 500 words written for you. He passes <laughs> it over. Um, that's how the Matt Kitt video came together. Just love you, Nick. Just, you know, yeah. just joking. So. Um, but yeah, no, we you're right. We have been, like, I've been recording some mini reviews for different books. Some stuff that I've talked about on the show. Some stuff that I haven't. Just things that are mostly on my shelf that I'm like, hey, I haven't talked about this. Can I put together a one-minute review that I can, you know, recommend it to people? So... I think the last one I did was for I did one for a cat's day. I did one for uh, keeping out like a couple books that I, I've only talked about briefly, I think, on the show uh, and that, that were really, really good. So, you know, make sure to go follow us over there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I OK, I guess I'll just move into my thank yous or whatever. We've been here for forever, so I guess we could wrap up pretty soon. But I do want to say thank you to my wife, Kelly, who lets me take every single Sunday and just like fuck off for two and a half hours to record the show um and just like let's be close my door and she just like she's okay he's doing his thing um so i'm gonna say thank you to her uh as always say thank you to xander um i think we all from the bottom of our hearts want to thank this guy who somehow makes us sound amazing every single week um i don't know if you guys have anything to say before i move on to the other people i just want to say xander's like this he's kind of like the force of ircb like yes you rarely you you don't you never see him it's very untangible but it wouldn't like a lot of the stuff would not have it if he wasn't there guiding yeah, things yeah. yeah uh so yeah for sure i think xander would really like and he's just a really awesome guy too so like you know really cool it dude. helps that he's a really cool guy yeah, too yeah. and he's a really yeah. nice guy <laughs> i mean he does manage to take what what sometimes is really garbage moments in the show and then just like clip them out and then they never existed uh <laughs> so you know if you're everything mike said that's fine yeah yeah, yeah right exactly <laughs> Wait, hold on hold on whoa you're coming for me on you know, on my podcast oh, on comic books right now wow okay i've known you for so long i didn't know you had such a devious heart inside that chest uh <laughs> Kay was waiting for the eighth annual to like right, eight yeah. years of the show to finally bring out the guns. I was saving I see, it. I see. Um, yeah. Well, I guess you know I want to sh- you know of course the shout outs to Paloma and Kara and Tia and Kate Scotchless and Brian, Nick and Renee, um, everybody that is you know has made this show possible over the years. It's amazing. We're f- here for eight years, um, which is crazy. I was looking at our survey, um, which I'm going to get to the survey results at one point um, tonight. Don't worry, but. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the survey, and there are people who have listened to this show for five plus years. That five to six years I put in the—that's crazy. Crazy. 
thank you. Like, I'm not even going to like make fun of that point. That is, that's amazing. That is like the greatest compliment you can give to some folks that are just putting out a podcast for fun. So yeah, it's, it's incredible. So like to see, you know, have Paloma and Danny come on this year and to have Karen T and Kate and Brian, Nick, Renee, Paul, Kate, Xander, we've all been doing this thing for eight years. And I know there have been other people, you know, our buddy John was on the show for a little bit. Uh, we had James, we had George, we had Jeff, we had all these other people. Um, that were on in the earlier years, but like here we are eight years later and we've got the same consistent group of people coming on the show um, with two fantastic new additions, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll expand some of that in 2023. I don't know. We'll see more regular guests. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been incredible. Um, I can't I can't thank you all guys enough. Uh, that's crazy. I also want to shout out the guests that we've had this past year. We had Henry Barajas on the show. We had uh, Gabe Chang, who was the creator of Fermali. We had Austin and Brenda from the Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries podcast. Uh, Curtis Clow, who was the who's the creator of uh, Beastlands, that book that just came out from Dark Horse. Um, we had Brandon Ingram, who did the Dismay Avenue book. It was really, really good. Um, yeah, we had a lot of really cool guests this year, hoping to have more. In fact, spoilers, next week's episode, maybe have a guest uh, who's doing a Kickstarter book. Um, but we're probably going to do more of that stuff. It seems like the interview series that interview episodes that we've done um, over the last year have been really cool. Just to talk comics with people who are making comics has been super cool. Uh, we also, oh, I didn't put this on. We also had CK and we had Aubrey on, uh, or Audrion from, uh, who also did a Kickstarter, the Scott Snyder's uh, Cloakroom book. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot. I don't know why that wasn't in my notes, but um, yeah, this is a great year. A great year for guests. Was it yeah, also, also Simon's mention- wife? Oh, sorry. Simon's wife, was that, that was last year? I think that was in 2021. I don't know, man. Like the days start to, the years start to blend together, man. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Can't keep it straight. Want to mention um, over on the Patreon, if you listen to the I read, uh, I watch movies, I read comic books movie club. There it is. Yes, there we go. IRCB movie club. There we go. Our good friend, our good friend John Pataki, who hosts the excellent Best One Since the Next One podcast, was on the Dick Tracy episode. That was a very fun episode. So uh, people get some more guests over there on the Patreon too. Yeah, I, yeah, oh yeah, that's the thing. In IRCB Movie Club, we have Keb from the Austin Danger Pod that's going to be on with us in February to talk animated movies, which is going to be a blast. If only because Kev is a really, really cool guy. I'm just going to say that. I'm just, you know, just going to put that out there. Go, Kev's a, he's a pretty cool guy. Go listen to their Night's Tale episode because it is amazing. <laughs> Then yeah, their Night's Tale episode was fantastic. So shout out to the whole you know tape deck in seventy millimeter group of po- folks that that record podcasts. You're all fantastic human beings, um, and we really appreciate your support over there. Um, so yeah, we talked about the merch. Uh, we've got our listener survey. Anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Any any comics beef you want to squash before we wrap up our eighth annual episode of Irie Comic Book celebrating eight fucking years of this thing that we do? I, I have one gripe, and I need Marvel to listen up. <laughs> All right. Let's squash it right now. I need Marvel to stop doing these. uh, They're really. They're they're graphic novels that they're splitting up into one shots. But they're one shots called like different different things. So right now, my main beef is one called (laughs) the Murder World one with Arcade. I love the story. The content of the story is amazing. But the first one's called like Murder World Avengers number one. And then the next one's like Murder World Spider-Man number one. The next one's called like uh, Murder World Wolverines number one. So like, don't do that to us. Look, I I spend too much time looking over the comics that are coming this week and doing a lot of research for, you know, nefarious purposes. But not everyone does that every week. So like, they're going to be very confused. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so yeah get better at that stop doing that like just make a mini series that's all you're doing uh, i understand yeah. number one sell more 
but you're really screwing your readers there. So that that's my beef with Marvel. Uh, I already talked about I mean, the Star Wars stuff last week. The, 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 I mean, if we look at what happened with AXE, it should have just been one like 12 issue long or 24 issue long series because you know what i was kind of buying all of them anyways it's not like you couldn't buy the books that kieran good kieran gillen wrote and understand the story completely you genuinely needed to buy those stupid one shots and then i was hunting down i was hunting them down and i was like i don't i don't even care about white fox and yet it's important to the story so if you're gonna make me read it just put it in the main series just come on and the Sins of Sinister thing is just as bad. What's going on? It's only one book, and then you got to read all this other Alpha and Omega bullshit. All right. All right. All right. All right. Calm down, Mike. Take a breath. I'm on fire. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my, my, I don't know if you guys heard it. I apologize to everyone. My, the, this, the radiator turned on at one oh. point, and it was just now my room is it's 500 degrees in here. Um, I'm on fire tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like I'm almost feeling like I'm on fire on my back. So, um, Jeez, oh, well, I guess we got to wrap the show up here. Um, yeah. Unless there's more. Unless there's more. Sorry. I just want to say um, it's pretty wild, and I don't want to get too sappy, but it's pretty wild that we've been doing this for eight years. I mean, I love talking about comic books, and it's pretty amazing that I get to do it regularly with people that I like, and we've had new people on the show, people on Discord. Uh, we would probably be talking about comics regardless, but the fact that people actually go out of the way to listen to it, and some people give us money to hear even more, the fact that people pay money to yeah. hear me talk about Batman, you... I cannot express in words like how happy that makes me when I think about it. So, uh, yeah, Mike, man. we've been on this ride for eight years, and hopefully, it's uh, many, many more after that. Dude, I'm I'm ready. Year ten, <laughs> you guys have oh, no God. idea what's gonna happen. It's gonna be insane. <laughs> I'm talking like Mike gets on a motorbike and flies over the the, the Springfield Gorge level yes. of insanity. Okay, okay? <laughs> um, are you ready? Uh, no, I th- yeah, I don't know, man. It's eight years of this show. It's gonna get warm this year. I feel like. There's a chance that we could do something in person with human beings. I put yeah. that on the survey. If you answer some of the extra questions, I was curious about where people lived in terms of like closest major city of some capacity. I don't know, man. I We were going to 2020, man, was going to be the year. I think I said this last year on the annual. 2020 was going to be the year for like all of the like big stuff we were going to hit. Up. I've got so many enamel pins and pins sitting in, in a drawer over here if you are a patron subscriber and you filled out the survey you get a pin i'm going to send you an enamel pin really cool ircb enamel pin that i don't have on my desk otherwise i'd show you on video but um it's really really nice it's the same logo that we use on the embroidered uh sweatshirt that we made um that our good friend kyle rose who made our new logo and design um yeah, man, I, I really want to do something like that. I really want to get together. Like, when I came to Michigan to, to see you guys for my brother's wedding, you know, it was nice to hang out with you at at, at Founders and stuff, Paul. So, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to do something. I want to get the people together. I want to get all these, all these folks together that have been making my comic reading experience so much better for near on a decade. Like, yeah. I love comics more than I did eight years ago, which was quite a bit because of the community that we've built. And it's it's absurd to think that this can only get better because we all care about comics and we we're all going to gripe, and we're, but we're also all going to share in the things that we love. Um, yeah, man, it, it, this year, I want this year to be the biggest yet. I want us to, to roll with this idea of us being re- like regular comic fans. Cause at no point do I think we are like diehard, crazy, like folks that can just like spout knowledge nonstop, right? We are fallible human beings. We are regular people who love this thing. Mm-hmm. Like there is, 
there's nothing more than that. Like, and that's why I'm like holding on to this idea of we are regular comic fans. Like, we we all have pull lists. We all are way behind on books. We all have a to read list that we're never going to be able to finish. Yeah. We're always going to, to take that new shiny book that we picked up from the comic book shop and sit down and read it before the the twelve books that we know we had on our pull list. That is such a regular comic book thing, and I feel like there is this myth out there that. You can be caught up and you can be ready. You can be on top of all of it. And it is an absurd notion, an obsession with perfection of being a fan that no one can attain. And if you do attain it, good for you. But you are the anomaly. You are not the norm. The regular comic fan, which is what all of what all of us are, like we are behind and we are always trying to play catch up. And yet at the same time, we can show up to the show and we can talk about something that was interesting, whether it was new or old. Like, Paul, you're reading through all these Judge Dread books. Like, that's not on the top of your part. That's not the newest book that you could have bought right. and, and, and read. But like, it is way exciting for me to hear your joy and excitement about that book than being like, I'm on Batman 986 and let's, <laughs> you know, they are just slogging. But you know what? Yeah. That's the top of my, that's literally the next book I'm going to read because I love Batman. You know, like, sure. I, I love that change that we made with the show to talk about not necessarily what's a new book that we're going to read but what's on the top of our pile and i want the show to keep evolving with this uh and 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 take what what works the best for all of us and talk about it because i feel like we relate way more to everybody that's out there and i think the folks who listen to this show relate more to us pitching books that we're just like hey i happen to pick this up versus like you gotta be on top of what's coming out every wednesday um because i feel like that's way too much pressure why do we put pressure on ourselves for this thing that we love all right i'm gonna take a breath i'm gonna take a breath (laughs) i care i just care a lot okay all right (laughs) Um, all right, I got to take a drink with my, my IRCB branded Nalgene water Ooh. bottle that I have. Uh, as um, okay. always, uh, thank you, Mike, for producing and organizing and making the show exist and then also great. I, uh, yeah, I try. I try. Uh, I just want to, I just want to keep the train rolling. I definitely know how to send an email every week. So like, <laughs> it's, the, it's the least I can do. Uh, no, yeah, I appreciate that, Kate. No, that's, that's very nice of you to say. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah the, that's all. You guys, like the listeners get this like every Wednesday or Tuesday of their patrons go subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, like, but, the, <laughs> but there's so much that happens behind the scenes that Mike is kind of orchestrating and uh, yeah. like, it I don't know how he keeps all those plates spinning and and of course I think everyone uh, has a lot of input but like just organizing all this stuff it's a Herculean task and I don't know how you've been doing it for so long Mike <laughs> this yeah. must be your mutant power uh, yeah yeah so. yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean some people can see through walls some people yeah. can fly I can organize a lot of Google Docs really really well. <laughs> I think I think that that uh you know that speaks to why the show uh, has garnered an audience that it has because like it comes from a place of pure love and like enthusiasm for comics, and like honestly like the listeners get us every every Wednesday like you said Danny but like we're still talking about comics you know in our private chats and stuff you know behind the mm-hmm, wall and mm-hmm. it's like those conversations that we're having on our little Telegram you know, a uh, thread are the same ones you get on the podcast. There's no difference between yeah. us and our real life as fans and what you get on the show. And I think people can sense that. And I think, I think speaks to why the show has been successful why I like it. Why I like to be a part of it. Yep. Yeah. 
we hope that you out there listen to it and you like it as well and continue to like it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as always, you can send us feedback at ircbpodcast at gmail.com or send me comic recs. And I guess we'll wrap things up here uh, with our two winners. I decided we had we had 18 responses to our our survey, which is awesome. I really appreciate everybody who spent the time to answer the questions. We, we had a bunch of extra questions that were not required and people still went through and filled those out like most people did, which is super duper cool. We had two winners. Um, I decided we're going to pick two people that are going to get $25 gift cards to Amazon if you want or Midtown Comics if you want to buy some physical books or really somewhere that you can get some comic books. That's the goal um, uh, It's just to get more comic books into people's hands. So uh, two winners. One was Stephanie and the other was uh, Adam Rogers. So you know who you are. I'm going to send you an email after this to let you know that you've won and we can get all that other stuff figured out. But again, thank you to everyone that spent the time and filled out the survey. Um, it's a lot of really good and useful information for us to make the show better for you um, as people who care um, about Ivory comic books. And uh, yeah, that's pretty great. So uh, I don't know. Final thoughts. Anything you want to say before we wrap up here tonight, guys? Good job, everybody. Yeah. Let's do it again. I'll say it before we get to the credits. How about this? Comics are good, and so are you. There it is. Uh, and that is, I, I live and die by that motto. I honestly do. Like, put it on a shirt. It's genuine. You can go buy that at the shop if you want. Um, but I really feel that, like, comics are good, um, even when they're bad. <laughs> it's just like pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So take that run with it. I, but at, and at the end of the day, you are also good, and uh, you should you should run with that as well. So um, next week's show is going to be a special guest episode with Ari Gross to talk about comics, discuss their Kickstarter that's coming out called Awakening. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ari's a, a friend of a friend. Um, should be a really cool discussion to talk about comics and everything. Um, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, whatever, uh, and Goodreads. You can make sure to go check that out. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast to get access to all the shows we talked about tonight, as well as a backlog of stuff like Giant Days of Our Lives, Paul and Mike Read Doom Patrol, Book versus Book, IRCB Movie Club. There's so much on there. Um, it's it's incredible how much we put together over like three or four years just on Patreon. Um, Infinity Shred is the best band in the universe. They do all of our music. Not on the YouTube tonight, but they will on the <laughs> finally recorded or edited version. Xander has recently been spotted in many blurry photos taken in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> So if you live out there, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I want to say thank you to Kate, Danny, and Paul for tonight. Thank you to everyone watching live. Uh, we're going to be answering questions after we finish the live broadcast today, uh, or after we finish recording and wrapping up this credits once I shut my face. And again, until next time, comics are good, and so are you. Comics are good.